This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Settle on back. Got another, well, almost full two-hour show ahead for you. Having some fun with you on the Friday as we swing open the gateway to your weekend. Over there on the TV side, you can catch us 2 p.m. Eastern live when we do the original show itself, 10 p.m. at night and 1 a.m. in the morning overnight on AMI-TV, of course. And again, subscribe to the podcast when you have that opportunity. Kelly McDonald here at the Home Studio London, Ontario, and Ramya Muthan, she's at the studio in Toronto. Susan's left, and I'm back in my original Susan position left now. The building. God, Move two minutes? Like, we're so good at this. Anyway, let's continue on with the Friday show. Here's the app update with John Beeler. Hi, I'm John Beeler, technology expert from Vancouver. Join me on Kelly and Ramya, where I share the latest app, mobile, and tech news. Everything from accessibility and product launches to privacy and security. We'll cover the gamut. John, we've been having so many conversations with you and AI lately that we've um, put food delivery services and all the things going on there on the back burner. But something's come up. All right. So DoorDash is warning people that food might get cold if you don't tip. Is this a might or a definitely will or what is going on here? It I sounds like, like the blackmail. Word warning, warning's perfect, eh, John? What are they it doing is, to us? It is actually perfect. Um, yeah, this is something that they're testing right now in some markets. It's what, not blackmail everywhere. Yeah, then the freezer they're carrying along with the drivers that say, "Oh, you're not Excuse tipping, eh?" Excuse me. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. tier so system. So you'll actually you'll actually get a pop-up in your DoorDash app saying if you if you basically um, uh, um, submit your cart, you know, for your order and you haven't added a, a pre-tip, as they call it, uh, you're going to get this warning notice that, you know, drivers may not choose your, uh, your order because they do have the ability to see in advance what uh, the total value of that transaction will be to the driver and um apparently and, and i've seen anecdotal evidence of this myself in some uh fast food restaurants you'll see a pile of okay. uh you know, mcdonald's orders that have just been sitting there because no one's added a tip to it and so they get deprioritized and um so this whole notion of pre-tipping is really strange to me because i'd rather tip based on service and mm -hmm. there's been more than a couple times when I've ordered something and it gets delivered to the wrong house or they're missing yep. stuff. Why would I tip you on that yeah. uh, if I didn't get the service I was expecting? And you would think that this would cause issues even amongst the drivers in the sense of, well, I'm not doing that one. And it falls down to down to down to where it could jeopardize the service, whether it's the delivery service. And then you got the business at hand paying for it too when someone says you know i paid for you know i've ordered okay and they just and people start going online slamming the hell out of everyone because why wouldn't you if if this it's one thing for an honest mistake but again we're in this society now that believes everywhere there's got to be the tipping and i'm a big tipper person i totally believe in it i get it i understand i'm not so cool about well it's built into the fees i'm not so cool with well generally we're tipping at this or where's your tip you know you don't like the person you don't like the service you don't tip and people think you're a jerk well just so be it but this stuff is scary and to suggest hey 
you know, you don't tip, it's going to be cold food. Well, we'll be lucky if they make it. Um, when, you, when you say stuff hasn't arrived, John, have you had luck at going after them to get some compensation without it disappearing? Hey, you get this many makeup dollars or whatever uh, to go to tips or whatever they, they, they do to help you. And then I found that whatever you've been told, $20 or whatever to make up for it, mm. it disappears. I, I've been able to get a, a full refund and you have a choice of getting a, either like a refund back to your original uh, uh, payment method or right. they'll yeah. give you, you know, an even more generous uh, credit uh, within the app. Um, but I can definitely see that some people could have problems with that. The other mm -hmm. big problem is if I didn't get my food, I'm still hungry and I have to reorder yes. it now. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's Does strange. anything I'm... like this where it's preemptive, like we're supposed to tip beforehand or, and it's already been like that, right? Like if you use Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes or DoorDash yep. specifically, like you know that they encourage you or say, hey, and also do you want to add this and do you want to add that? And there's so much of it done. And I understand because that approach is just locked into ordering remotely one-click things. Uh, so they want to get all that in while you're still on the app, while you're still thinking about it. Not all of us are going to go in later when our bellies are full and, and tip. So I get it, but it's it's crossing lines, I feel. Like, really, there's, I don't know, maybe it's the entitlement side of things for us, but really. Yeah, no, it definitely is something that is unique to the gig economy and, mm. and all the services you just mentioned. And um, like I said, you know, most people prefer to tip based on service, exactly. not based in advance. Yeah. Um, in this particular case, though, DoorDash was slammed not too long ago because what they were doing is they were actually taking those tips and not giving them to the drivers oh, directly. Oh, disgusting. And on yeah. top yes, of that, that's... now they're going to tell us our food's going to get cold if we don't tip. Yeah, and, and and they're blaming it basically on the drivers. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty so dirty this, cool. This, this is not cool. And um, as we've talked about before, a lot of these services, they're not even making any money because nope. they're having to pay a lot of money for um, getting permission to use these services in certain jurisdictions. They're also having to pay the drivers more and more. In some places, they're considered to be employees or health benefits or other things like that. And um, so, you know, when you add up all the money that they're actually making from these microtransactions, not to mention the fact that they're also hurting restaurants with these fees because they're charging mm -hmm. the restaurant a, a, a fee as well. Um, yeah, it's it's just an interesting space. They're still trying to figure out how to do it right and how not to make a lot of people upset with them. And I don't know if DoorDash is doing the right thing with this, but no. I, I also don't know because of the reasons we just talked about how else you can do it. Um, I just know that I've been in restaurants and I've seen the guy take the DoorDash or skip the dishes, whatever the thing out to his car I've been able to see his trunk and he's got a whole bunch of bags in there. So <laughs> those are all probably like the low tip or no tip people. They're going to be the last <laughs> yeah. people. The last people an hour That's later. Right. Yeah. I know uh, the app said you'd get your food in a half hour, but a half hour from, you know, midnight. Yeah. <laughs> half <laughs> hour from four hours tip. from now. <laughs> wow. Well, and I'm just anxious to see if this is the beginning of, as we see so-and-so claiming, well, we can no longer afford to offer this service. We're, we're going bust. Um, we better move on to your next one because this one, I mean, this is this is kind of cool, and one John going to need kind of the picture on this one. I think it may affect mm -hmm. a bunch of us out there. Uh, smart glasses that play sounds that help 
people who are blind find objects. Yeah, this is something from the University of Technology in Sydney, Australia. They've developed some smart glasses that pair with a smartphone app that actually give you kind of like bat-like echolocation functionality using um, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and machine learning. So essentially what these glasses are doing is they're scanning your environment that's directly in front of you, identifying those objects, and then depending on the objects, in this, in this particular trial, they've identified four objects and they've assigned different sounds to them. And essentially, as a, a blind or low vision person, you'll be able to get some audible feedback about what's in front of you. As you get closer to it, the sound will get louder. And so you'll be able to basically find things in physical space just with the audible cues and the pairing of the glasses camera with the smartphone app. Okay, so mm. before Amuthan dives in here with her dozen questions, I just want to know the identifying of the sound. Do you have options, choices, or is it stuff that it, like Rumya's coffee mug there, her her, her AMI, her uh, Kelly and Rumya cup. I know that's what you've got to have in front of your rum. Anyway, uh... Uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so to identify that, to know that that's the item on the table or, you know, whatever else she might have, um, if you she walked up to the table, do you assign that sound to said item or is it based on what it's made of, John, and all that already through the AI already decided? They, they haven't shared how that works yet, but I think the long-term goal with this is that um, it'll be basically giving you feedback, not unlike a text message tone as you get closer to items. And, you know, as they develop the app, the, the app will probably tell you what the object is. So right. you won't have to guess by sound. You'll know that you're approaching the coffee mug or you're approaching the banana or whatever is, is in front of you. It'll tell you. And um, presumably you can probably assign uh, sounds to like familiar we items. Like do with beacons and such. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And would it place it so that if Rum is sitting there or walks up to that desk and it's off to the left just a little bit, I'm assuming you would have that stereo sound kind of location like we do in movies, watching a movie or whatever. That yeah, the yeah. The echolocation, as you, as you move closer to it, it'll get louder or, or uh, the the sound will, will appear or repeat faster. So, you know, it's like that homing in sound um, yep. as you get closer to objects and presumably, you know, banana, 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 you know, as you <laughs> yeah. get through the and, and I wonder if it'll do like spatial sound because, you know, if you move your head with the Apple spatial sound, whatever object yeah. it's Yeah, the binaural from, and such. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious about the, <laughs> so we're using our, our devices camera essentially, right? So we're holding on to something that is going to take us to this object, whatever. I'm wondering how much practical use is going to come out of this uh, for, you know, big things, small things, stuff on tables, you know, cutlery, drinks so we don't spill them. There's just a variety of things that are possible for identification purposes, but in practicality, what are we going to yeah. use these things for? And I'm the glasses, always curious right? about yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I think the 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 intent with this study is to use the uh, the glasses that have a camera in them. Mm -hmm. So, so like the IR glasses like, and such. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what you're seeing, um, and it does make sense because you know if you if I'm just looking around my my kitchen right now, there's a lot of stuff in here, and I could just imagine it'd be like banana mug, coffee machine, like all these yeah. things. Would be yeah. Yeah. Around. Yeah. So presumably, you might have to have either someone help you or 
some kind of learning thing where you teach mm -hmm. it the opposite. Near or far kind of thing or size right. or so that it doesn't keep picking up the refrigerator or the, and, you know, uh, yeah. or the microwave. But, but also, mm -hmm. so, sorry, Ramya, the other cool thing about this technology is because it's using uh, machine learning, you could just say, mm. direct me to the coffee maker. Exactly. Right? And yeah, it but it would that. also learn your space too, wouldn't it? Enough well, that's that, assuming that you you're know? using it for familiar spaces, right? That's the other thing. Oh, like, for if, sure. if I know oh, yeah. my organized mess, but I don't know your organized mess, so what's the no. the experience difference going to be like it, when I come to your kitchen versus gotta mine? Got to be for the bigger of, like you said about yeah. Ira glasses. Instead or, of having the person, maybe it is for more or just of the orientation. Of like I go into a living room, somewhere. and it it can yep. you know similar to things that we're familiar with already, like using Be My AI to describe. Uh, a setting for us or using yeah. um uh, what's that other one seeing ai to tell yep. us what we're looking at and things like that except it's doing it in real time and with audio cues yeah and right. just to I, prevent I look at us this... from banging our shins like it could simply be you feel everything in that room based off or here uh, lightly enough that you could just navigate through and and until someone's really comfortable or doesn't need it or prefers it it could be just another choice of method I, I think this is, is the analogy for this is probably more like Google Maps or Apple Maps. Mm -hmm. And you would say something like, navigate me to the fridge or navigate me to the bathroom door or those kinds of things, or navigate me to my coffee mug. Um, and the software will filter out all the other noise and just take you on a path to that place. Mm. So cool. I like really, um, you know, breaking down the, the hypothesis around all this stuff. And I'm very curious about how it ends up being utilized and improved let's yep, talk quickly time. before we go about android users uh, getting apple-like login features this week yeah this is something new uh, to android uh it's called credential manager and essentially what it is if you've if you use both devices an android and an ios device apple has had these really nice little pop-ups that say hey we see you want to log into your bank account or to your email or whatever um it'll just scan your face for face id and you're in like you know, essentially, it takes out that whole password login functionality, uh, and it, it's using pass keys in the back end and and other things like that to sort of really streamline that login process. And now Android users are getting this as part of Credential Manager, which launched this week. And uh, so it's very simple, very cool. You can also opt out of it if it's not something you want to do. You want to keep some additional security, or there's some other reason why you wouldn't want to use. Um, a face ID or a touch ID or similar kind of uh, biometric login functionality. But I think most people will probably opt into this because it's it, it's a more secure than mm. passwords and it's also very fast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, security is, I think, one of the biggest reasons why this would be on everyone's mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all the, the biometric stuff typically on both platforms is stored locally on your device. It's not in the cloud or anything like that. So it's much more secure than mm. a password mm. manager or something else. Yeah, exactly. Like things like Good iCloud stuff. Keychain, we just get so used to it. We don't even realize how much we take for granted uh, just the security measures that are being put into place so that we can have an option like this with biometrics yeah. and such. Awesome, John. Thank you. Thank you. Chat next week. Weekend. You too. Thanks. John Beeler uh, joins us for our app update on Fridays. Wow, cool stuff. Coming up next on the program, how can travelers expecting sticker shock find some sweet relief? Well, Bill Shackleton has that answer in a moment when he explains. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Romeo return with more in a moment.
I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hadjar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.